Welcome back to the Den Mothers Podcast. You are here with your hosts, Lauren and Camille. That's right. Hi, welcome back. just joining us for the first time in season four yes we used to be the sex den podcast and we have since changed our name to the den mothers podcast and i feel really excited about it me too it feels good i'm still getting used to it a little bit me too but i think that it's good it feels right and we're happy to be the den mothers it's copacetic and easy that's right and I never really push this anymore, but give us a good old follow on social media. We are becoming more active on Instagram, TikTok. We have a Patreon. You can find us everywhere at The Den Mothers. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Me too. It's so nice. Yeah. So last time, since the last time we recorded, we have now switched states. We were in Florida, and now last time we talked about how I was about to do a big old-fashioned surprise for my parents in California. Yes. So now we're here recording in our parents' RV in California, which I think is really fun. Yeah, it's really funny. Behind me, if you're watching our YouTube, you can see Camille's art from when she was how old? I think maybe 12. 12. And then our (laughs) professional artist, Aunt Val. Shout out, Aunt Val. Uh This is her art. And so we, it's like we're in a cozy little RV nook, and I'm really here for it. I love it. Yeah, me too. It's really fun. I'm also living in here right now, which is really fun, like for this month. (laughs) You know, it's It's been kind of a crazy month. It's been a wild month. So we'll get into weekly updates. But first, our subject for this week is going to be seven ways to stay more present during sex. Yeah, so make sure you stick around. It's going to be a great subject today. Lauren posts some incredible content about this on her Instagram, at SheWolfLauren. And this is just a subject that we both love. It's a subject that we both love. Yes. So we're going to talk about that. But first, weekly updates. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and go first. Well, I have to just say that I have been doing really well. I'm feeling really good. Just very good in my bones. I don't know really where else to go with that other than I've been reading more than I probably ever have before. Wow. Yes. I just finished Waking Up by Sam Harris. Uh, and now I'm reading In Suling Language by Stephen Herod Buner. Rest in peace, Stephen. He just passed away. It was one of Shane's mentors and pen pals. Yes. I feel really excited for what's coming in the future. This was kind of a month that was really grounding and wonderful. My mom and stepdad's property is really, really beautiful. Yes. There, it couldn't be more beautiful, really. Couldn't be more beautiful. It just, the birds chirping, the coyotes running free, cacti sprouting. I mean, eucalyptus trees billowing in the wind. It is something to behold. You get the sunrise <laughs> and the sunset. Mm-hmm. Their pool that they just put in is so tranquil. It really feels like I'm on retreat here mm-hmm. and it's been nice. Shane is back home in Illinois dealing with some sad family matters that yeah. maybe I'll talk about later, but just yeah. send him some love if you're listening. And yeah, I've just been really loving it here. I've been reading, writing, and feeling excited and re-inspired about work. <gasps> That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, I do have one 
spot open right now for my coaching. I just finished up two amazing client containers this week and am so excited to bring in the new year and a new client. So if that's you, apply on my website, shewolflauren.com slash privates. Yay. And we'll link all this stuff in the show notes also. My week, it's more of like a two-week update for us. Yeah. I was going to stay in California for a week. The surprise went so well. Oh, yeah. We surprised our parents big time with Camille's presence. Yes, with my presence. So we were going through the airport, walking hand in hand with our little suitcases. We were the last ones off the plane. And I'm trying to hide from the windows, thinking that a car, their car will drive by and they'll see us both walking in the airport. So I'm kind of down low, but really close to Lauren. And then all of a sudden... Our mom is walking up to us. Right. Like she had come inside the airport to baggage claim. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God, I've blown it. She can see me. And then I hear her grab Lauren and bring her in for a hug and go, oh my God, I didn't see you. I don't have my glasses on. And I'm standing about two feet away from my mom, unspotted. Right. It was so funny. (laughs) Then I go, hi mom. And she screams bloody murder starts crying (laughs) it was so cute it was so cute she had no idea no she had no idea and then I scared my stepdad outside too asked him if he had extra room in his car for my bag and it was just so fun yeah it was a really fun surprise yeah I'm a little bit of the opposite of Lauren well I this property is so grounding but Lauren also is staying in the RV in her own separate space and my parents' house is sort of close close quarters, yeah, and I'm is. staying in the house with them. So I don't have as much time by myself. And I have a really hard time with my family specifically making alone time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't feel as – I don't know what it is, just able in my boundaries, I guess, to be like, I need to be alone right now. But if – Lauren or my mom or stepdad want to do something, I'll prioritize that over my alone time. So I got a little frustrated this week. Lauren and I got in a big blowout. Okay, let's call it what it was. (laughs) I never get mad at Camille because I'm just kind of not, that's just not the role. She will get really pissed at me. And it's really scary when it happens. And it happened this week because you guessed it, I wanted Camille to stay longer. She had already, okay, so she was supposed to leave on Saturday. She had already extended her ticket to leave now on Wednesday. I felt like that was ridiculous and that she should just stay for the whole week until Saturday because then Shane's coming back. I don't know. We just never get time just as sisters with our mom and our stepdad. It feels really good to just be the four of us right now. Yeah. And so maybe my tactics were a little bit harsh for trying to convince her, but she called me out for bullying. She said, I know. <laughs> I mean, the whole gambit. You got really pissed. I got really pissed. She and got pissed because I wanted her to stay. Okay. I get mad at Lauren the way she gets mad at my mom. I don't. No, it yes, can't. it is. I don't get mad at mo- my mom really for anything, and she can trigger Lauren. That's the same thing with Lauren. She triggers me almost like a mother. So when she says certain things, I just want to flip my lid and I want to just storm off and go on a walk. So we did get in a fight. It's our first in many, many years. (laughs) (laughs) And then I extended my ticket. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I I was like, fuck you. All right. Yeah. Whatever. 
So then, so she then I did extend it for another four days. But anyways, so that we don't was need that. to know the dramas of our life, but we just wanted to let you all know that once in every blue moon, Camille gets in a fight with me. I was not in a fight with her. <laughs> yeah. She was in a fight with me. Yeah, I get in a fight with you. You get in a fight with me. Then I get over it pretty quickly. This one lasted a bit longer, a couple hours, a couple hours. Yeah, you were pissed. <laughs> yeah. Then I extended my ticket. So it's been really fun being here. This space makes me feel very creative. It's There's just so much beauty outside. I've been meditating every morning with the birds chirping and my ears outside. It's just... So nice. It's so stunning. And a little cold chill, and they got a ton of rain. It rained and rained and rained for like four days straight. Was it four or three? Yes, it was a lot. It was a lot of days, like constant rain, and it got me really excited for my next location, which is going to be two months in the wilderness in Washington. Yeah. So right outside of Olympic National Park. She was ready to go full-blown into the rain, whereas... Me, after four days of rain, I'm like, I'm ready to go back to Mexico Yeah, and be in the sun and the heat all day. Yeah, for me, the rain is such, for for whatever reason, I think I discovered what it is, but it's that when it rains, I feel like I have an excuse to stay inside and do what I want to be doing, which is to cuddle, to read, to write, to just get a bunch of stuff done, so when it rains, I feel super creative. Like mm. it sparks this creative writer essence inside of me. And I want to just hold on and never let it go. Mm. So that's why I'm excited. Hopefully it's going to be raining a lot in Washington. And I'm going to oh, see if we really like it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Speaking of Washington, on our Spotify stats this year, which, by the way, I think we should just shout out the Wolf Pack. Oh my gosh. We love you all so much yes and we were reviewing at the end of the year our spotify stats and we just have a really loyal group of wolfies and we love you all so much thank you for your support you mean the world to us we love doing this sharing our sisterhood our experiences what we're going through in our lives and you all love it too and that makes me really happy and the reason i said speaking of washington is because a huge base of our listeners is in Seattle. Yeah. So, shout out Washington. Hello, everyone in Seattle. Hello, Seattle. <laughs> Hello, Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching a lot of game shows with my mom, and it's really Oh, my fun. gosh. We have to tell that story, by the way. Oh, we something, should. A little something about our family yes. in a game show. We did Maybe a game we'll show. Maybe we'll mark that. Maybe we'll mark that for next time. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful weekly updates. How, how how are you all doing? <laughs> How's it going down in Seattle? I yeah. mean, up. <laughs> up. That's the thing about podcasting that I find really hard, and I actually just wanted to say this out loud, is that I have been feeling a little bit of missing, you know, interaction between us and an audience. Not mm-hmm. that we've ever had that, because podcasting isn't that, but I just want to put that out there for the Wolfpack. Um, Camille and I just did a, we were invited to speak and basically host a, what'd you call that? Two hour women's empowerment course. Yes. A two hour women's empowerment course. And it was so wonderful. It was Mm -hmm. so, so wonderful. It was for a really poppin' salon in 
Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. And we got to show up on Zoom and do two hours of coaching, teaching, meditations, breath work. And it felt so good. We were so honored to be invited. And this is basically just a call for anybody who's listening. If you know of businesses or you yourself have your own business that do workshops or conferences and need speakers, Camille and I are totally available for that. So totally available. We love it. We love interacting in person and we have a lot to teach. I mean, we're always teaching our one-on-one clients and coming on here and teaching y'all. So yeah, you can either DM us at the Den Mothers on Instagram or send us an email at hello at thedenmothers.com. Okay, I'm excited today to talk about how to stay present in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So often we are having sex, bumping uglies, getting down and dirty, and we notice that we can barely be there because our mind is wandering in a million different places. Maybe we're revisiting another sexual experience. Maybe we're thinking about our groceries. Maybe we are hoping that we don't smell bad. Thinking about our little belly roll. Thinking about our little chub rub. Thinking about all of the things that make sex less enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to really go into detail. I posted a reel on this like a month ago. Mm -hmm. And I want to expand on it. And I was really excited when we thought about expanding on this just because I noticed that for me, I work on presence still every day almost, like during masturbation, not as much when I'm having sex, but a lot when I'm masturbating because I notice that that's when my head can kind of go into these other realms and I Mm want to keep coming back to the body, coming back to pleasure. And I'm passionate about this. So Mm -hmm. let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. First, while, you know, while you're hearing us talk about this, I'd love for you to really just think about how present you are during sex. Do a little self-check-in with yourself right now and and actually analyze, like, when you're masturbating, mm-hmm. are you watching porn every time? Are you fantasizing about something that turns you on? Are you kind of reaching outside of yourself for pleasure? Mm-hmm. Uh, And if so, that's okay. I'm happy that you're masturbating, but just note that with yourself. Mm -hmm. And then think about when you're with a partner. What are the thoughts that are pretty pervasive? What are those thoughts that continue to come up? Is it about your body? Is it about your partner? Is it about, you know, just how good it feels? Mm -hmm. Do a little check-in. And maybe even next time you're having sex or next time you're masturbating, I want you to just notice what's happening upstairs in your head. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's number one. Number one. Well, it's not really number one. That's A. That's, that's a bonus. That's a that's the asterisk before we begin the list, yeah. which I feel like we do a lot. That's a self-check-in before the seven things. Okay. Okay, so the first thing that you're going to do in order to be more present is to really see if you can slow down and mm-hmm. savor every everything that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. For me, at least, this is easier to practice when you're masturbating with self-pleasure first, and then you bring it into the bedroom. Yes. I was actually going to do it even before that, Okay, doing the sex. Sex brings up a lot of issues Mm -hmm. for people. It brings up previous traumas. It brings up some confidence problems. It also reflects 
all of the problems in your relationship, mm-hmm. like sex, the bedrooms where the dust settles. We always say that. I also really love incorporating this concept throughout your day. Mm-hmm. How can a person even understand what presence feels like in having sex when the entire day you're blowing through all of your activities. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of the things that we'll talk about today will also reflect into little things you can do throughout your day, your morning, your night routines as well. This concept of slowing down must be practiced very often when you're first starting to practice presence, if not always. Like, I had a couple examples of this on my TikTok the other day, but a couple more minutes when you're cooking your food instead of cooking it all really fast and shoving it in your mouth. Like, can you slow down there? Can you slow down in the morning when you're doing your makeup, thinking of it like a creative space? Can you, on your drive in, stop putting on music or your favorite podcast, but just sit in silence for a couple minutes and just feel your breath moving in? I think that the more we practice this outside of the bedroom, it's easier, the easier it gets to also reflect it while you're experiencing the most amount of pleasure ever. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah. And I love it. And Mm -hmm. that was another note on my list too, is just that if you are not practicing this anywhere else in your life, Mm -hmm. and then just, I'm repeating what you said, but it's like, if all of a sudden then you're going to have sex and you're like okay I'm gonna practice presence it's like you're already in the high stakes scenario it's like you're already at the high rollers table and you haven't even begun on the penny slots yet a hundred percent you know what I mean like you need to be practicing your meditation your breath work your other practices that bring you into the moment throughout the day and it improves every single aspect of your life yes so I, I say this a lot to my clients and also you'll see this a lot on my social medias is just like, if you are not practicing presence, you are fucking up. Like it, it's that simple. It is. Mm-hmm. You have to be practicing presence. You yeah. have to. It, it's kind of a not an option if you want your life to actually feel meaningful and mm-hmm. to feel like you can enjoy what's happening around you. Because mm-hmm. we see, I, I'm getting on a little tangent here and I mean to, because mm-hmm. we see so many people in this life, especially if you're living in the United States or other developed nations who have everything that a person could want and they can't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And this is because we do not know how to practice presence. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to throw in, I'm going to promote myself a little bit here. It's really, really difficult to find presence in your body if you have not faced your traumas from the past, especially when it comes to sex, pleasure, and your sensuality. I've experienced this a lot with my clients, but if you don't even know what safety feels like in your own body, presence is actually a state of discomfort and unknown for your body because you're wanting to claw your way out of being present because it's triggering. Mm. So along with these things that we say today, it is important to start practice, just like you said, meditation and breath work to be able to even know what it feels like to come back to your body, Mm -hmm. to come back to your breath, to come back to the pleasure. But if you haven't 
address the fact that you dissociate, the fact that you have anxiety when somebody touches you, the fact that any sexual action brings you back to a trauma, that's really, really hard to overcome. Mm -hmm. So I do have a couple spots open for my coaching right now. If you're wanting to know what safety feels like in your own body, re-regulate your nervous system, come back home and be able to understand what presence even means, go to healwithcamille.com slash coaching. Yeah. That is, it's so important. Yeah, it's really important, especially in a traumatized body, because we can just say like, oh, come back to presence and pleasure through pleasure. But for a person who's had a trauma in that area, it's not so simple. These are great things to start incorporating and also just realize that if you start doing these things and are still feeling really pulled out of the presence, there just might need to be a little bit of deeper work done. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. I feel like for anybody, coming back to presence is not an easy task. It's something that Because all of us, regardless of whether we've had sexual trauma or physical or emotional trauma, um, all of us live in a society where presence is not even mentioned as an option. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess a little bit more now with yoga and all of these, like, more new age spirituality things, but... A lot of times we are, it's promoted that we reach outside of ourselves for relief. Yes. You know what I mean? And so I guess what I'm saying is there is no harm in practicing presence Mm -hmm. and then noticing where you, where you can't get there. And that's a point where you can reach out for help. Totally. Because if you don't know that you aren't present, so many people will say, oh, I'm, I'm present most of the time. I'm not thinking. And uh, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. If I if I gave you 10 million dollars right now to not have a thought for 1 minute, you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Nobody can do it. Mm-mm. Unless you've practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and I've reached a certain level of enlightenment. But yeah. even for 10 million dollars because you we aren't trained in it. Yeah. So you have train you have to train and that's when you can notice oh wow okay I'm having tension here I don't like being touched there Mm -hmm. whoa I thought I could be present but I can't and Mm -hmm. I I need to address this here Mm -hmm. I'm shopping because I can't be present I'm doing this because I can't be present I'm on my phone all the time I'm on my phone all the time so practicing presence is also noticing when you're grabbing outside of yourself to stay outside of yourself yeah yeah. Fabulous. I felt like we just had to address that. In of course. Saying all these things. Yes. So slowing down. Yes. Slowing down. Give us some examples of that. In okay. Sexuality. Well, in sexuality, slowing down can look like a lot of times during heteronormative penetration focused sex, which is penis and vagina sex, there is a feeling or an action or just a pro a progression toward penetration so mm-hmm. you begin your sexual act and it's like okay we're gonna do a little bit of foreplay and then we're gonna actually have sex we're gonna have you know penetration and slowing down can look like just even taking penetration off the table and noticing mm-hmm. what it feels like just to have your partner kiss your neck what it feels like for your body to be really turned on for you to bring breath up from your 
pleasure center your genitals up and see if you can breathe that up into your heart and really just being with your body. Mm-hmm. So instead of just bulldozing through all of these pleasurable sensations, taking the time to really notice oh, wow, that feels good, or Mm -hmm. that lighter touch feels nice, or, oh, I love the way his hands feel on me, or her hands. Mm -hmm. And just coming back to pleasure, slowing way down and seeing where you can savor these minutes that normally you kind of pass through to get to an objective. Yeah. Man, this is, this is, can be really difficult. Like, I'm just thinking about the type of sex that is shown to us or the way we're introduced to sex in porn. And I think a lot of the time there's pressure that you're going to be loving anything your partner is doing to your body. Mm-hmm. So I do think it takes a level of communication with you and your partner too of saying, let's just slow down and really enjoy each other's bodies. Mm-hmm. Like let's get to the discovery phase again where we're touching each other feeling these different areas slowing down Mm -hmm. because I know that we can get into that routine of that feels good right there we're gonna go there for a couple minutes there and then sex you Mm -hmm. know I mean I feel like it has to be both partners willing to commit to becoming more present together 100% what Mm -hmm. you just said and I want to take that a little bit further because What I'm suggesting here is what's possible. I'm suggesting that these techniques are possible having really incredible, mind-blowing orgasms that make you feel so present and connected with a higher power are possible, and they are not possible if you're with somebody that doesn't prioritize the same things you do and they're not possible if you don't prioritize this as important Mm -hmm. so if I never really go the easy route I could say get a vibrator and put it on your clit no that that's not what I'm suggesting here right now what I'm suggesting is that your sexuality can be as much a part of you as your beating heart as your lungs as the ability to see and speak and hear and smell. Mm-hmm. Sex is an, what I'm offering to you today is an invitation to presence and you can use different parts of it. You can listen to this and think, holy shit, my partner would never do these things with me. And if that's the case, I urge you to question what you really want in your life mm-hmm. because I would argue that you want this. You want to be as deeply connected to the person you're having sex with as you can if you're partnered. Mm -hmm. You want to be having as deeply connected sex with yourself as you can if you're not. And so everything I suggest today is along the line of what's possible. And that's my offering. Yes. From our most deep primal bodies all the way up to our most advanced feeling centers of the brain I think that we all want that yes we crave deep emotional connection yes not just talking side by side but also connecting in a way that you don't with anybody else with your partner which is sexually yeah I get really passionate about this because I know what it feels like to be in a relationship where basically none of this was an option. (gasps) 
you know like I've been in situations Mm -hmm. before where it's like if I had said to my partner hey I really want to like slow down and kind of do more eye contact which is going to be number two but you know do more eye contact and Mm -hmm. not immediately go to penetration but rather to build up and like let our energy really flow together and sink our breathing and all of that it wouldn't have even been like a conversation Mm -hmm. you know it would have been met with opposition like but what we're doing feels pretty good you know and it's like yeah thank god I'm not with that person anymore or those people because I wouldn't have been able to really sink in deep to my full experience in life yeah so yep that (laughs) it just feels like this little piece of heartbreak for me because I know how many people crave that deep sexual connection but put it on the back burner because it's not seen to be like as important or there's some shame and guilt around it so I just know how hard this is to hear this kind of stuff if you're in one of those relationships where you don't feel like you can accurately speak your needs with them actually hearing you Mm -hmm. so I love all of you who are listening and feel like you're going to have to do some deep reflection after this. Man, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting this to be, when I posted this on Instagram, I'm like, oh yeah, all this is great. And then talking to you about it, I'm just <laughs> like, oh no, it's like, it is a conversation that needs to be had around, you know, if this sounds like something that you want and you're with a partner that you feel there's no way that this could happen with. Mm-hmm. Again, some more deep work to be done. Deep work to be done. Okay, so you briefly mentioned number two. Okay, I mentioned number two, and this is around eye contact. Not the kind of corny eye contact where you're giving head and then you're supposed to be looking up and being so hot, which is very hot. That's fine. Very hot. Um, Love it. But also, in the midst of lovemaking, or even when you're not having sex, mm-hmm. Making more eye contact with your partner. And in really, you know, hippy dippy words, this is called eye gazing, where you eye gazing. Eye gazing. <laughs> yeah. Where you stare into each other's eyes and you try to be a part of that person's soul. Okay. Love it. This is a special practice. I highly recommend doing this with your partner when you're not having sex so mm-hmm. that you can feel more comfortable when you are having sex and doing this kind of a thing. But really just gingerly and tenderly looking into the eyes of your lover or looking into your own eyes in the mirror while yes. you masturbate. And yes. I am a big fan of that. Yes. It's kind of scary at first because you have to be vulnerable, like seeing your mouth open and your face when you're (laughs) about to orgasm and stuff, which is kind of scary. (laughs) Um, At least for me, it was scary. scary. I mean, it's still sometimes scary. I'm just like, dang, I'm so vulnerable right now. Like just so open up right now. Something, anything could happen at this moment. I'm just so vulnerable and soft and afraid. (laughs) So soft. So scared. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But practicing eye contact is such a beautiful way to connect with your partner and really with anybody. Mm -hmm. When I posted this, I got a couple of comments around, oh, no, I really need to work on eye contact. It's something that's really hard for me. Mm -hmm. And depending on your culture, the way you were raised – Um, 
um, what your confidence level is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, eye contact can be very intimidating. Totally. So one of the activities that I do, pretty much any opportunity I get, mainly in workshops, actually, I've done some over Zoom. And in your classrooms. And in my classrooms, yes, when I was a professor, was to encourage eye contact through playing music mm-hmm. and setting a timer for two minutes, or you can do it for one whole song, and just sitting across from a partner and looking into their eyes for a minimum of two minutes. Mm-hmm. This can foster such beautiful feelings of love, connection, unity, empathy, understanding, compassion, Mm -hmm. uh, and emotion. A lot of times this can bring up crying or laughter, like Mm -hmm. really funny, deep laughter, not just hee hee laughter, laughter, but like, you know, hysterical hysterical belly laughter. laughter. Yeah. And these are important things. These are the reason that we're alive is to feel these ways, to notice how incredible another person's eyeballs are. They're like galaxies. It, first of all, it is a galaxy. Yes. Yes. If you've seen the creation of a new star from NASA versus right. an eye, it looks exactly the same. Yes. It's so magnificent. Yeah. And so practicing your eye contact, practicing your eye contact, and then when you're having sex, Just holding eye contact, it doesn't have to be, you know, no blinking, really big eyes, but it can be soft gaze to just catch your partner's eye contact while they're on top of you, while they're going down on you, while, you know, you're holding each other's faces and just really being forehead to forehead is a, it's a really nice way to be present is to see your partner. Yeah. And to allow them to see you, which can be very vulnerable. And again, it's a practice. You don't have to be amazing at this right away. Mm -hmm. All of these things can come in waves too. Yeah. It's not like you have to sit your partner down and be like, today we're doing five minutes of uninterrupted eye contact. We're going to slow down during sex. You don't have to do this all at once. They can kind of just build on each other and then you can see what you like the most as, as deep moments of connection. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, eye contact is... I love eye contact. Make eye contact when you're cheersing. Yeah. Yeah, make eye contact when you're cheersing your partner. If you're going, if you're having a meal together, instead of just making a beautiful dinner for your partner and you sit down and just start scarfing, hold each other's hands and look into each other's eyes and spend a couple minutes there sitting together before you share a meal, before you break bread. Like, again, this can be practiced in other ways than just in the middle of sex being like, I'm ready to do eye contact. <laughs> and also, if it comes out like that, then yeah, that's fine, that's you know? But you just don't yeah. want to be burning a hole through your partner's totally. eyes by d- going really crazy. But you know what? I honor you if that's, you know, your way in. Is yeah. To just all of a sudden just do kind it. of do it. And you're like, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, hold it. Hold yes. It. <laughs> And blank. Okay. (laughs) So funny. Anyway, I love that. Eye contact. All right. Give us number three. What do we got? Okay. Number three. We've got inhale your partner's pheromones. (gasps) My God. My favorite. My favorite thing ever. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Nothing to me is like a little bit of BO. A little bit of BO. It couldn't be better for me. There is nothing like it. Yeah. Some people love 
cologne. Some people love perfume. Some people, that's their thing. My thing is a good old whiff of BO. Especially with Shane. I could drink it. I want to like, I don't even know. It is so gross how attracted I am to it. But inhaling your partner's pheromones. I noticed myself doing this, especially in like missionary or Mm -hmm. um, uh, when I'm going down on a a partner. Mm -hmm. Really just inhaling the smell of their neck. Like that delicious pheromones often are in the neck area or the armpits, or the, like, soft skin of the back. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just different. Like, your back skin is just different. It's just different. And so really inhaling and taking time to smell sex. It smells good. Yeah. It smells good when you're doing it. So just take time to smell your partner. Yeah. And know that it's their sex pheromones. It's something very primal and rugged and sexy about that. I know. Again, this is something I feel like we have been totally strayed away from with commercializing products, including like flavored lubes and stuff. Yeah. I feel like everything adds a scent instead of just smelling in each other's delicious, sweaty scents. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, so for you, if every single time you're having sex, you have to shower and wash all of your smells away, see if maybe one time you could do it without doing that and see if you can notice the deliciousness. Yeah. All right. Number four. Number four. Let's hear it. We are going to notice the way our partner's skin feels on our skin. This, to me, might be even better than the little B.O. or the eye contact. It's the best. It's skin to skin. Skin to skin. If you're more of an energetic lover, I feel like this really gets you. God, it feels so (laughs) good. Yeah. Just noticing their hands on you, noticing their chest, how their body is rubbing against yours. Mm -hmm. And notice, like, when you're kissed, what does it feel like when their lips are on you? But just really being present for those moments of contact. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you haven't been able to notice by now, a lot of this presence in the bedroom stuff comes back to our senses Mm -hmm. what can you see what can you hear what can you taste what can you smell and what can you feel Mm -hmm. so when we do that it's very body centered I would say with the exception of sight actually sight can hinder our ability to be present For whatever reason, it's a highly stimulating sense. Mm. And sometimes if we're focused on eyesight, we kind of can miss out on the feelings of our body. Mm. Mm -hmm. So just notice that. Um, And that's another thing, too, is that with the eye contact, it might also feel good sometimes to close your eyes and just be with your body. I know that I need that a lot is to close my eyes. Yeah. One for this feel feeling your partner's skin on you, you can combine this with a slowing down maneuver and start your sexual experience with your partner with a massage for each other. I love that. Yes. And I feel like it adds something really special because you're you're becoming sensitive all over your body. You're able to relax more. You're able to, and honestly, I feel like the second a full body massage is over, you're essentially ready to orgasm anyway. (laughs) Well, 
I have a different experience with this. I do not like massage before. You don't? No, because I, I feel like I'm not able. Well, it depends. I do like it if I'm already feeling really horny. If if the massage is happening and I'm kind of in a place where I could have sex or couldn't, I feel like if I'm getting a massage, I want to be able to fully relax. And I feel like then there's like a boner hitting my butt or like oh I can't God, enjoy I am it. so opposite. I can't, I feel like I can't enjoy it's it. It's kind of my favorite way to start sex, if anything. Wow. Because my body never feels more turned on than when I'm getting a massage. Like I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I can really understand how people get happy endings. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, it would just have to be a swipe of my <laughs> yeah. to have the orgasm after a massage I just feel like my body is so stimulated and just energetically my meridians are in line wow <laughs> I'm just ready to go no so I love a massage I don't have that experience I like to give a massage I'm a massage giver yeah, more than I, I am a receiver see, kill me first <laughs> I would rather do I'm basically talking about if someone wants to massage me before sex. right and I'm the opposite like That's I so crazy my I can't hands, even imagine that oh my god my hands love to touch specifically Shane I've never had it before so much where I have to touch him and then I'm already ready to go. It's like my fingers are little turn-on machines. Dude, I cannot understand that. I'm giving a massage and I'm like, oh, damn, when is it my turn? <laughs> no. I just like being touched more. That's really nice. I anyway. love that. Anyway. Okay. We talked about sex positions in the last episode, but skin on skin to me feels really good in missionary. Oh, yeah. It's like the best. Like noticing their skin on you. Also, I love my... You have to listen to last week's episode, doggy style flatty patty when they lay down flat on you and you can kind of feel their chest on your back. It's the best. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. So good. All right. The next way to help you come into presence during sex is to create an atmosphere that feels sexy and relaxing to you. Uh, I noticed that this really helps if you're the kind of person that does kind of your laundry list of what you need to do next while you're having sex. So if you're kind of like, okay, I need to do the laundry, the house is a mess, blah, blah, blah. If you can create an atmosphere that brings your nervous system into a calmer state Mm. while you're having sex, that can really help the mind from racing because Mm. you feel safe. You feel like you're in a nice environment for sex to be happening. And it just helps you to feel generally more relaxed. Yeah. I agree. Stuff can be changing the lighting, Mm -hmm. lighting a candle, lighting an incense. Mm -hmm. I even, I have done like spa music before. Mm -hmm. Maybe that, I don't know, for some reason having that little music makes me feel more present. It's harder for my mind to race when something is just like an all-encompassing experience. I'm also a big music festival person Mm -hmm. I feel so present so it helps me to just feel really into the moment yes I love that okay number six sync your breathing up with your partners I'm hitting my head against the microphone because I recall a few experiences in my 27 years and 
the hottest ones have all been when we are sinking our breaths up during sex. Wow. Why don't you tell us about them? Well, just what is it? Okay, I have a question. When you're sinking up your breathing, because this can be confusing if you're doing it for the first time, are you inhaling at the same time and exhaling at the same time? Or when they're exhaling, are you inhaling? I was inhaling and exhaling at the same time as my partner. Okay. Yeah. My experience with that, <laughs> it was sort of an accident both times, but it just, there are two, I, I know it's obviously happened more than twice, but there are just two experiences that in particular, we were like in the heat of sex. And then we were in this position where we were both kneeling. He was behind me and I kind of like sat on his lap. My knees were still bent, but on. Yep. Whatever. And his arms were wrapped around my body and we were just breathing together. We used to call it the pause and we would laugh about it because it was the hottest moment in sex that I know either of us have ever had. Whoa. And we were just sitting there breathing together for, I don't even know how long. I was completely lost in time. Wow. (laughs) But it was so hot. (laughs) Whoa. And would his phallus be inside you? Yes. Sex is so weird. Sex is so weird. <laughs> and it's funny. I so love it. I know. <laughs> Me too. Anyways. Oh, that was Lord. a very special moment in sex. That is a position that I feel like we need to go back and add to yeah. yep. our last favorite sex positions. Maybe we should do a favorite sex positions round two episode. Because yes. I love that position too. Yes. It's not very sustainable. Like Mm-mm. you can kind of burn out pretty fast. But, man, I love that position. There is just, you are so deeply connected. So, it would be, like, basically you guys standing butt to butt, or dick to butt, dick to butt, and then just sinking down and kneeling on your knees together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that sounds good. Yep. (laughs) Anyway. Some beautiful moments happen when you sink your breath together. Even just my second moment is the same where it, I think it was verbally said that time, like, let's just breathe together. And it brought, it felt like a soulful up in space connection during sex. Wow. Yeah. There's something about it. The breath is so grounding for the nervous system. I mean, I practice breath work every day so I know how powerful the breath can be how powerful it can be even when you're touching yourself masturbating like you can sync up with your own breath first Mm -hmm. I mean think about what feels good when you orgasm does it feel better to do it as you inhale as you exhale like the breath is just so powerful Mm -hmm. in sensation so then syncing it up with a partner is mind-blowing yes It also is really helpful if something that's important to you is coming at the same time or climaxing at the same time. Mm -hmm. It can be really helpful to sync your breath up so that you can kind of build up to that moment together. Yeah. I know some people love that. Yeah. When you're masturbating, I want to do this kind of like 2.0 and have another episode about just masturbation. Yeah. Because it really is incredible when you are focused on orgasm, oftentimes we're, a lot of people watch porn when they masturbate or they think about something outside of themselves to make them come. 
what that what happens then is your breathing becomes very rapid as you approach orgasm. Yeah, it's very like like that yeah. kind of breathing, yeah. which is fine because it still feels good. But if you can notice when you're doing that and actually see if you can slow your breathing down and pull that pleasurable energy from your pussy or your dick and see if you can bring that energy up into your heart, the orgasm that you'll have is so much more conscious and juicy. I don't know how to explain it other than it feels like it's actually grounded and moving through your entire body versus a very acute sensation on the genitals totally totally so slowing your breath down Mm -hmm. and just noticing your breath is an amazing way always to come into presence always and of course if it's too stimulating and it brings you into panic or into some other thing hire Camille or reach out to therapy Yes. Okay, our final experience here as we approach the hour mark of our episode is kind of what we talked about at the beginning. So we're going to round it back. And this is to practice meditation breath work. And we're going to focus right now on this component, self-love outside of the bedroom. Yes. So I, I would be willing to bet that for women, when we're having sex with men, people with penises, our minds think a lot about how inadequate our bodies are. Mm -hmm. And so we must practice true self-love outside of when we're having sex and really come into appreciation and gratitude for our bodies. Camille and I actually released an episode about this called how to love your body in season three. So go listen to that. If you're thinking, Oh no, I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. We've got you. It is a practice for life. It's a practice before you have a baby, after you have a baby, when you're coming into aging, when you're coming into Mm -hmm. puberty, it's like this conversation just is a conversation that we get to have for our whole lives. Yeah. So Really practicing your affirmations is a way that you can do this. Mm -hmm. Having a mantra that you sit with, rubbing your body, looking at your body, loving your body, masturbating, lighting candles for yourself, wearing Mm -hmm. laundry. I could go on and on and on, but really honoring her as a temple that gets to carry your soul in this lifetime. Yeah. Something that has worked time and time again for my clients is... Spending time looking at your own body in the mirror. And that can be so scary and intimidating for people. It's not very often, unless we make it a point to do so, that we show gratitude to our body no matter what phase of our life we're in. And that stuff, not showing gratitude to our body, carries over into so many different aspects of our life. How we communicate with others what we think we deserve as a promotion or what sexual partners we're choosing. Like Mm -hmm. all is based on self-confidence. So really looking at your body, holding it, telling you, telling it that you love it. It's my favorite practice. And I know my clients have just had really incredible results from that as well. 
doing that. And then also my other favorite one is a little self body massage in the shower. Cause I know that everybody showers. So you're not having to add something to your schedule when you're already in there, just give your body some more love, tell it, you love it, how deserving it is, Mm -hmm. how worthy of love it is. And those kind of little things you can add to your day really makes a huge, huge difference in sexual aspects of your life. Yeah, it does. And if if you're already doing those kinds of things, there are also, you know, more advanced practices that you can do over time to really not have to be thinking about this constantly. Totally. What I want to say is that this stuff works really well. And I just want to share my own experience is that I went from talking negatively about my body to myself on a daily, maybe even an hourly basis to my only conversation with myself now is one of love. Mm -hmm. I love my body so much. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for her. And if I notice myself, like, you know, over the holidays, I was feeling major whale magoo, like just (laughs) so roly-poly, very much full and stuffed. Mm -hmm. And my conversation with my body is like, girl, you know that we're going to take care of ourselves. Like, we're going to get back. This is going to feel good. You're so strong. I promise Mm -hmm. I'm going to nourish you. Like, it's such a different conversation than belittling myself, saying I'm a piece of shit because I ate too much. I didn't do my steps, so now I'm going to do 50,000 a day. Like, the conversation is just so healthy. So I want to encourage you and let you know that if it feels like there's no way you could get to a place where you love your body, that it's just wrong. There is a way that you can get there. Yes. There is a book that I really love by Sonia. I think her name is Sonia Renee Taylor. And it's called Radical Self-Love. We'll put it in the show notes. But it's a really important one for why self-love is so much more than just being like, I'm hot in a bikini. I can do this. It's like, we need to be loving ourselves as women so that we can love life and show up in the world and show our kids and our nieces and our nephews and everything that women are more than just over here hating ourselves. Yes. You know, so important. And also it helps you have better sex. So if that's motivation, then there it is. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I thank you for sharing these with us today. Yes. I love talking about this. Lauren and I both have different coaching styles. I'm more trauma and anxiety based. Lauren is sex and love. But I know that both of us, a huge component, if not the most important thing that we teach and coach through your 12 or eight weeks with us is how to become more present Mm -hmm. throughout your entire life. Mm -hmm. And we might get to it from different aspects. You hear us talking about different things on the podcast, but it really comes back every single time we just come back, back, back to how can we be more present throughout our entire life so that you're not missing out on your entire life. Yep. So today was about sex. I don't know what could be more important, pleasure-wise. Yes, yeah. So if you love this episode, let us know. Please rate us. Send us a review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate your support so much. You can find us at patreon.com slash the den mothers if you want to see more exclusive content. And find us on Instagram and TikTok at the den mothers. And our personal pages are all linked from there. So we love you all. 
thank you for another fun episode today and we will see you next week on the dead mothers podcast we love you ow ow ow